good ball. The flag stays down. Hine! Oh! He scored again! It's Davis again! It's job done now! Well, first and foremost, welcome back. How does it feel to be to be back in the role? Well, thank you. It feels great, to be honest. You know, it's... Uh, I feel... Similar to I felt, you know, I think it was 11 years ago, excited uh, about obviously the challenge and the prospect of, of being the senior national team men's manager again. And, uh, you know, like anything, nervous, a little bit apprehensive of all, all those emotions. But, you know, it's nice getting back in here today. Obviously, it's been a long time or it seems like a long time since I was last here. So uh, delighted with the opportunity. It's a five and a half year deal, Michael. Mm -hmm. Does that show the measure of your commitment to, the, to this role? Yeah, I think so. On both sides, I think that's important. Um, you know, when when I throughout my tenure, the, my initial tenure, obviously, you know, I, my, my last contract, I think I signed, was a six-year deal. So, uh, had I stayed in that, I'd still be under contract probably at this minute in time. But uh, I think I think it was important to, to show that level of commitment. Um, I think the association have obviously done that, and you know, I, I just I just felt that having had three years in the club game that you know this was the right opportunity and uh, you know I, w I wanted to do it in, in a very similar way to how I did it initially in the, in, in the first period in charge. The fans obviously would be delighted to see you back Michael and um, hugely successful in your in your first stint. How do you go about managing expectations from, from here out? Yeah I think you always have to you know I wouldn't say try and dampen things down but yeah yeah you're right in terms of managing expectations but like I always said in my first you know, managing expectations. Expectations is everything for the fans, for the players. You know, we want to have that expectation. It's a good thing. I think it gives us a vision and a goal to strive for as well. And um, we have a lot of good memories together. We have some bad memories together. We had some uh, difficult times as well. You can never uh, shy away, away from them. And those are the times that you know sometimes you have to go through to make you stronger as a group of players and a team and as an association as well. So, you know, I think the key thing is that. When we're successful, I think we have a group of players, a management team, an association, and most importantly, a group of supporters that are all aligned and, you know, uh, singing with one voice, so to speak. So I think that uh, that will be key, I think, in, in the progress that we can make going forward. And the first task at hand, Michael, is the Euros qualification. Mm -hmm. What do you make? What do you make of the group, and what do you make of our chances in that group? Yeah, I think you know when I saw the draw. Um, and I've seen a lot of the comments around it. Everyone talks about you know the group being favourable, um, and I think there's an element to that. But I think the other teams will look at it that way as well. You know, Finland, Slovenia, Kazakhstan, for example, will will see it as a real opportunity for them to qualify as well. So I think it will be a very competitive group. Um, but there's an opportunity there. There's no doubt about that. You know, at, at different times and different groups that we came out. Uh, in, in my period, you, you looked at it, particularly the last one where we were drawn with Germany and Holland. You know, you, you have to try and find a way to to finish second in a group like that is extremely difficult. This group will be different. Uh, I think it'll be more open. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Denmark. You know, they didn't have the World Cup that they possibly would have liked to have had. And uh, you know, you can never underestimate San Marino because those are the, the situations where you don't want to drop points and put yourself in a difficult situation so I think it's all to play for um, I've spoke to some of the senior players I think they're excited about the opportunity and the group that lies ahead as well so um, you know we just have to make sure that we're ready to hit the ground running in March. It's obviously a low point in, in uh, 
your last tenure was the, the Switzerland games, mm -hmm. uh, the, the playoffs, and uh, you know, is there a sense of unfinished business, Michael, with with the World Cup qualification? I know that's a bit further down the mm -hmm. line, but is there a sense of unfinished business there? And you know, how excited are you by the fact that the World Cup in, in 2026 is going to be open to the 48 teams? Yeah, definitely. I think when I left, first of all, one of the key things for me in, in the negotiation with with uh, Stoke City at the time was that I would be able to take the playoff game. Had that not been agreed to, I possibly wouldn't have, uh, you know, gone gone uh, proceeded with that opportunity, um, and that that was granted. But unfortunately, COVID put an end to that, and I had to step aside. So it wasn't the way I would have wanted to leave. Um, but you know, COVID had made things difficult for everyone, um, and obviously Ian stepped up at that point in time. So yeah, there is always a sense of unfinished business. The the uh, the World Cup, I think, and certainly, you know, having watched it in, in recent weeks, it always whets your appetite. You would love to be involved in something like that. The, the nature of the qualification in, in uh, 2026 is exciting. The tournament, I think, obviously, you know, being hosted between Mexico, Canada and, and the USA is exciting as well. Um, but I think there's two parts to this job. There's the initial campaign of 2024, which is the Euros. And, and then there's what develops off the back of that, you know, uh, will, we, will we manage to keep the senior players on board, for example, or is there a rebuilding process at that point in time as well? So there's, there's a few aspects in, in, in terms of the job at hand, but I think that, you know, certainly I, I look at the opportunity ahead and, and, and I do uh, feel that there is a little bit of unfinished business, yes. Going back to club management, you know, mm -hmm. you obviously took the opportunity at Stoke. Um, how much did you learn about yourself, Michael, as a, as a person and a, and a manager during that time? Huge amount, really. I think that uh, it was a very challenging job. I knew that going into the job that they were bottom of the championship at that time, having spent a lot of money. Um, and really the remit was to keep the club in the championship, which we did and then try and rebuild the club, which we did in a lot of areas as well. Um, but unfortunately, we were just always a little bit short in the second half of the season to be able to make a real push for promotion, and whether that be automatically or through the playoffs, and end up with mid-table finishes. But, you know, I think the club is in a better place than it was certainly when I arrived. Um, and um, I think you learn about yourself all the time in management. It's a different uh, challenge, club management, dealing with players on a daily basis. The relationship with the players is somewhat different than it is at an international level. Um, but certainly when I look at the experience I've had um, over the eight years with Northern Ireland and uh, the three years that I've had at Stoke, uh, I am certainly, I think, better equipped for this job now than I was initially when I came in, I think, in 2012. So hopefully you're getting a better version of me. You'll want to hit the ground running, Michael, obviously. And you're well known for your attention to detail on, on everything football. What will the next few months look like before before the qualifiers? I think the big thing is to get um, around the players. Uh, I know a lot of the players still are still involved from my time, you know, obviously, and they're uh, three years older. They're somewhere at different stages of their career, so I think, you know, it's up to me to, to reform that relationship with those players. With the new younger players that have, have emerged in the squad, uh, I, I was aware of them and, and knew them through the 21s or even, even younger, the, the 19s, so uh, it'll be forming a relationship with them because they're going to be a, a extremely important, not just in, in the initial campaign, but obviously going forward as well. And um, 
it's about putting the right backroom staff in, in, in place as well. You know, we, we had a, a really strong way of working and a consistent way of working in the past, and I want to get back to that. And uh, I believe that that's the way to go forward. You know, I've had conversations, as I say, with some of the senior players, so that'll be important because uh, their view is important in terms of what they feel is necessary to give them the best chance of being competitive and qualification again. So. Whilst I don't have the joy, or the luxury rather of, of having the players, you know, we, we have to go into a game in, in March with three days preparation. We won't have obviously any international friendlies in that period. A lot of work will have to be done off the pitch and, and that's where the focus will be. Those, those core established players, the likes of Stephen Davis, Johnny Evans, Stuart Dallas, Josh McGuinness, just how important will they be in the, in the, in the coming campaign? They're extremely important um, because I think they've had obviously success as an international player. Some of them, particularly you know Johnny and 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 Craig and and Stephen in particular, have maybe played through you know more difficult times even before you know I was the manager initially. So they, they have vast experience to help help the younger players as well, which is essential. And, and I think you know like I look back at. There has been change in the squad, and there's there's natural transition in any squad, but there hasn't been a huge amount of retirals. You know, I look back at the game we played here against Germany and the game against Holland, and 90% of that team is still playing. So, um, I, I think that'll be an important part of um, you know the, the the campaign for 2024. So, yeah, I, I think that you need to listen to your senior players as an international manager um, because ultimately you know they, they've been the backbone of this this side over the past decade and uh, will continue to be so hopefully you know going forward as well after that Holland game Michael remember well you articulated the fact that someday you would you would like to be mm. back here did you imagine it would be as soon as this or uh, no not not specifically I probably thought at the time that you know club football and um, would take me away from international football for a longer period but what, what I learned probably in the championship is the volatile nature of club football um, there was a lot of obviously opportunities potentially to continue in club football but I just felt that at this minute in time uh, that if an international opportunity came and particularly with Northern Ireland that that's that's where I felt was was my next best move I, I, I like the idea of being able to build things and I, I feel sometimes in club football it's very very difficult you know the, the volatile nature of, of the championship you know I think I was the third longest serving manager in the league having been there for three years so um, I, I think the important thing is, is just to embrace the challenge that lies ahead and, and that's what I intend to do during the time at Stoke you'll, you'll have been tuned into some, some Northern Ireland games as well and you know always keep a watch and brief of those younger players that have come through like Daniel Ballard, Ali McCann, Connor Bradley, anybody in particular has, has, has caught your eye? Yeah I think I think they all have to be honest I I was well aware of Connor Bradley even from the point of when he was in the Victory Shield squad here um, and had seen him play his progress at Liverpool I think I've always been kept an eye on how he's doing uh, obviously I've seen his loan at Bolton which has been very successful so he's done extremely well the, the only game I attended as since I left was actually the Greece game here in the Nations League in, in June and he played that night so it was nice to see him obviously start at international level as well so I think everyone knows that Connor's going to be a big part of things going forward Ballard and McCann are interesting because they were part of the 21s um, we found them both through eligibility um, and, and that's very important route but I think what has impressed me with those two is that 
you know, they have a real commitment to play for Northern Ireland. We've seen, you know, Alistair develop from St Johnston now to Preston and, you know, playing a lot of games in the Championship and, and Daniel obviously having that route from, you know, going alone initially in, in, into League One to now into, you know, the Championship with Sunderland. Unfortunately, picking up an injury quite early on, which, which has hampered his, his progress. But th that's what we need to see. I think it, there's always a... I think a real sense of satisfaction when a player you bring in progresses quite quickly through your 21s and then your senior international squad and uh, you know that's what we need we're going to need that going forward uh, that there has to be a supply of players and we have to either develop them or we have to find them and uh, you know that'll be you know a big challenge for everyone going forward. There are a few players Michael um, for various reasons who you haven't featured uh, the last the last few years um, will the door be open will you be having those conversations with those players? Yeah, I think so. You know, I've looked at the squad of players. I've obviously looked at the squads that have been selected and players who have either made themselves unavailable for, for one reason or another um, or possibly have not been selected. So I think with the player pool we have, we would be foolish to, to um, you know, write off anyone at this minute in time. But it is, your international career is very much dependent on... I think the success of your club career as well. So, but those conversations with players, you know, for example, Liam Boyce and Michael Smith, I know haven't uh, been part of the squad in recent times. Those, those are conversations that I'll have, and ultimately, you know, the decision is down to the players. You know, international football is. Um, it's a great honour, but it has a big commitment for players as well. And as I said previously, they're at different stages of their careers maybe family situations, but the door's open for everyone because I think, you know, most of those players have, I've worked with and, uh, you know, if possible, I'd like the opportunity to work with them again. Somebody who is very familiar to you and you know well and you've managed, Aaron Hughes, mm -hmm. taking up a role as technical director here at the Irish FA. Just how much are you looking forward to working with Aaron in that capacity? First of all, I think it's a great appointment, a really good appointment. Um, you know, Aaron has uh, he's gone away. He's studied. He's got qualifications. You know, through AFA. Um, I know he cares deeply about the game here in Northern Ireland. Uh, he was a fantastic player for me, and um, you know, played really until he was forty, which I think is a great example to particularly any of the senior players who are, who are obviously, uh, as, as the years go by, start to consider their international future. Um, but I think, you know, Aaron has a lot to bring to the game here in Northern Ireland, not just around senior international football, around grassroots football, underage elite football, women's football. I know he's worked in all areas of the game here, and, uh, yeah, I think it's a great appointment. And certainly um, I'm looking forward to working with him. You know, I didn't have someone in that role in, in recent years within the association so um, hopefully I can be a support to him and uh, because I know obviously he's going to be a great help to me. The last couple of years Michael the, the Northern Ireland fans have been through a lot everybody has through through mm. Covid behind closed doors games and not being able to get to see their team and there's been ups and downs on on the pitch as well. Um, that atmosphere out there it, it, is something special isn't it mm. but how much are you looking forward to, to March and, and tasting that again? Really looking forward to it. Yeah, COVID, COVID was, um, I think, difficult for... It was difficult for football in general, playing back in, in empty stadiums. I, I felt that as a time as a club manager. I think it would have been even more difficult for Ian and the lads as international players and, and the difficulties around travel and everything. It, it was a bit of a surreal period to try and uh, complete international games as well. Um, 
but there's no doubt that you know without the fans particularly here at home obviously um, there's something missing from the game um, you know, I remember watching the playoff game back and thinking how different it would have been with a, a capacity crowd here in, in the National Football Stadium and uh, that's something that we need throughout the campaign you know the five games at home and every campaign will be extremely difficult I think that um, in the last three campaigns that I had, our home form was everything. Uh, we had big results here and, and important clean sheets. We, we, we had a real desire not to be beaten here at home and found ways to win and win games late as well. So all of those things, I think um, you need the assistance of the, the fans in the, in the stadium. And uh, I'm really looking forward to March because I think you know the players will react to that again. Um, and as I've always said, you know the. the the players will feed off the crowd, but the, 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 they have to give the crowd something. They have to give them, you know, that that real heart and that real belief, and um, you know that's what we'll be aiming to put on the pitch uh, come March. Michael, it's great to have you back. Thank Thanks you very much. much. Thank you. Thank you. Job done now.